this past week, a friend and listener of the show reached out to me and said, Brandon, you're not enjoying this class, are you? No. No, I'm not. Welcome back to my seminary life. It's not that I don't like ministry administration. I think this class is just like the movie Morbius. It's fine. It's fine. It's not bad. It's a TED Talk. It's an email. It's a week or two in a larger class. It's not a seven to eight week long course for me to be taking. And even this week, as my friend pointed out, we're not even going to talk about the actual thing that I studied this week. We're going to talk about a bigger conversation that needs to happen in Christian media. And, and that conversation revolves around, it, it does start with what we've been talking about in the class this past week and a half, really. So all this week, we've been talking about policies and procedures. So policies and procedures are these necessary elements that churches need to have to protect themselves and to protect individuals legally to some degree. Basically, they tell you how to do tasks and why you do tasks the way that you do them, okay? So that can be as something as simple as the procedure on why everybody wears name tags on a Sunday morning or the policy for, you know, whatever. And this also goes into a conversation on operational manual where all of these policies and procedures are gathered into one space along with um, the vision, mission statement, core values, all these good things. Okay. So, and like I said, this is to help make the operation during the service, during the week smooth. So that way there's no, you know, people aren't constantly asking, well, what do I do in this situation? What do I do in that situation? Here's your operational manual. It's got all the answers right here for you. Another assignment that we had to do this week revolves around um, building out that operational manual or building out a handbook. And this handbook focuses uh, specifically more on the legal issue side. So like I had to write a, a small, essentially one page chapter on zoning laws and how it affects the church. I also had to write a small, basically one page chapter on Equal Employment Opportunity Act on the Equal Employment Opportunity Act, which was all very interesting stuff. It was. I'm not going to lie. It was it was working a different part of my brain, and it was fun going around trying to find websites with resources to actually write this stuff. And I learned some things, and I texted a friend of mine who is going to school for law. There was planning on going to school for law, and I was texting him about some of the stuff I learned, and he said, he asked me if I could please stop so that way I don't put him out of a job because he wants to do like church legal stuff. <clears throat> anyway, so all of this aside, it's all very interesting. Okay. It is interesting. It is important. I'm not trying to downplay the significance of zoning laws or having a policy and a procedure for 
medical emergencies during the church service. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to downplay the significance of these things. It's just not that interesting to me. Okay. It's just not that interesting to me. It's important. It's just not that interesting to me. And the problem is when you have a podcast where you're talking about the things that you're learning about and you go back and re-listen to them, I'm not interested in doing the episodes or re-listening to my own episodes because I don't I don't care about the information. The information is important, but I don't care to listen to myself talk about it again. Like get it and move on, Brandon. <laughs> you know, the pro and the problem is that in Christian podcasting, there's two big categories that you can really create in. The first big category is come on your show and share your story of what of something Jesus has done in your life. That is primarily what you're going to find in the Christian podcasting world. And that's fine. That is, you know, testimony shows are fine. We need them. Is the market bloated with those shows? Yes. Yes, it is. It is very bloated with these types of shows. But I get it. I get why we have these types of shows. The other really popular version, uh, the other popular genre, I guess you could say, of Christian podcasting is this world of how to run a business for Jesus, coaching, marketing type of world. I might be grouping more than one thing together in this group. Basically, this how to conduct business for Jesus. And I think if I really wanted to, I could apply this course and really get into it and really put over this content and start dragging some of those people over onto my show to listen. Would it just be for a few weeks? Probably because we're not going to stay in ministry administration forever, but I could get a bump in in streams if i really just like yes we are going to do an episode on policies and procedures and talk about the theological significance of them and blah 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 <clears throat> here's the thing one that's just a bump in the ratings that will go away pretty quick and two there's something about this category and about this approach in general to ministry administration that's really starting to bother me. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode is what's really bothering me about this class. All that to say, I consider my show an indie Christian show. I consider the bulk of the podcast, my podcasting group of buddies to be more indie Christian podcasting because we don't we don't have the come on your come on the show and share your testimony of faith come on the show and let's talk about marketing stuff like I see this more as a indie show because I'm talking about what I'm learning about in grad school and sometimes I'm going to just rant about grad school because isn't that that's that's part of schooling you know, let's be honest. I would like to sit here and week after week tell you how great and wonderful schooling is. And for the most part, it is. I've, I think if you've been listening to this show for the past year, you know that I have primarily enjoyed 
the classes I have taken so far. Have there been some classes along the way that are more difficult or I am struggling to maybe see the value in having this conversation? Yes, you can go back and listen to the Christology Part 2 Kenosis Theory episode for an example of that. But for the most part, I try to put over the show because I think there is something valuable behind higher education. I do. Call me a cog in the murder machine. Call me part of the system. But I think there is some value in higher education. But maybe, but not all of it. But not all of it. And I think this class is trying to be more than it really is. This class is not a seven to eight week course. This is a TED talk. This is an email. This is a week or two in a larger class on ministry in the local church. And this leads me to my issue. Why do Christians find the need to try and justify all this stuff with scripture? Over the past two weeks now, I have read the story of when Moses has got too much on his plate and his father-in-law says, hey, go get some faithful people to judge these people. I think we talked about this a little bit in last week's episode. And I mentioned, is that really like in context, like the point I get in principle, like what we're going for here, but in context, is that really the point of this passage is make sure you have people working under you and you have a staff and blah, blah, blah. Or this week, as we're talking about policies and procedures, uh, we were given the example of 1 Corinthians 11 verses 17 through 34. Uh, as an example of when Paul laid out some policies and procedures for the Corinthian church. Do you know offhand what 1 Corinthians 11 verses 17 through 34 is all about? Do, 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 do. That's right, kids. That's the section where Paul is talking about communion. He's addressing the issue of the church is abusing communion and he's getting them back to what communion is really all about. And I'm sorry, when you boil that down to this is a policy and a procedure for the church, you're you're devaluing communion. Okay? Maybe I'm just uncomfortable with business words or whatever, but you are devaluing the power of communion when you're boiling it down to this is a procedure for the church. Uh, does Paul lay out regulations for how you sh should be taking communion? Yes, that is part of the point, but it's because they are abusing communion and we're not using communion as it is intended. And in my mind, when you make this all about this is a procedure for the church, you're completely devaluing the passage and completely missing the point. I don't know. Maybe I'm just uncomfortable with fancy business words. Maybe this is the part where I bemoan myself. Sorry, everybody. That I bemoan myself and talk about how I don't fit in with any group. I'm not conservative enough for the conservatives, and I'm not liberal enough for the liberals. I'm not, I'm not businessy enough for the overly professional Christian type, and I'm too professional for the unprofessional Christian type. Like, I don't know. 
But you know what I mean? Like, why do Christians find the need to try and take scripture, squint, tilt your head sideways, and apply it we re- to these types of situations? I'm not saying that these are bad. Again, policies, procedures, operational manuals, zo- understanding zoning laws and understanding Equal Employment Opportunity Act, like, by all means, you should be understanding those, implementing those in your church. Why do you need to back them by scripture? Why am I reading about how, you know, the New Testament epistles are showing the church good character and good behavior modification? These are words I'm reading in my class that is supposed to be examples of policies and procedures for the church today. No, this is Christian living. This is kingdom living literature. This is telling me how I'm supposed to be living for Jesus now. And I guess if you want to call it a policy and a procedure, fine. But to me, you're devaluing the actual point of this, of the text when you're talking about it this way. This isn't good behavior modification. This is what God has called us to do in our lives, to live out in our lives. It's not behavior modification. Claire went to a Christian university online as well to do her bachelor's in business. And she has told me before that she, every class, was hit up with the parable of the talents. Be a good steward of what is given to you. Why? Why are we always beating these to death? Why? Why? Is that even what the parable of the talents is about? I read a version of that this morning in Luke's gospel chapter. I think I was in chapter 16. Um, It's a very similar parable of a dishonest servant who is going to the people who owe his master and he's getting like partial credit, partial credit, um, uh, using like shrewdness in a bad way. And I wrote, it's a journaling Bible. And I wrote in the note section, how clouded are we by industrialization and capitalism when it comes to these passages? Question mark. Like what is, in a agricultural, I guess you could say, society of the ancient Middle East 2,000 years ago is, is how we are applying these passages today to capitalistic America in 2022. Is that, is that what's going on here? I think, I think not. I think I'm starting to think that a lot of these passages that we often use in the business world of Christianity um, are really more about like using, not using your gifts. I'm like so programmed to say use your gifts is really more about valuing what God values and realizing that there is the words I kept using in my journaling Bible is spiritual currency. And that we need to be mindful of how we are storing up spiritual currency. Maybe less and maybe be less minded towards the currency that we're stockpiling here. I don't know. This this is all stuff I'm working out. But this goes into 
the point I'm talking about here today of why do we try to principalize these passages of Scripture to justify writing a policy and a procedure? You want to justify it with Scripture? And here's the punchline. Because I think we're still dealing with symptoms at this point. I think this whole you know, trying to make scripture work to justify policies and procedures. I think this is a symptom of an even bigger issue. And it's this, that Christians don't like wisdom literature. Christians don't care about wisdom. We don't. We have five whole books on wisdom literature, or five whole books on wisdom in the Bible, and we barely use them. We barely use these books. You ever heard a sermon series through the book of Proverbs? Job is a highlight reel. Nobody's going to touch Song of Solomon. Ecclesiastes, you have to hurry through it. Psalms is huge. (laughs) We don't like wisdom. We don't. I'm tempted to say this is an American issue, but I'm going to say this is a human issue. We like black and white answers. We prefer yes or no. We want to know, should I do this thing or should I not do this thing? We don't like having to think and rationalize using logic. We don't like using wisdom. We just want to be told, here's your two options, pick one. You want to justify using policies, procedures, writing an operational manual. You want you want the scriptural like support for that. I'm sure um let's see here. There's an entire book called Proverbs that encourages you to be wise, to fear the Lord, and to get wisdom. And if it makes sense to write a policy and procedure workbook, then do it. The end. Not that hard. Exercise wisdom. Why is this so hard for us? Why is it so hard? Get wisdom. If you lack wisdom, pray about it. James chapter 1, right there. Why is this so hard? I really think that this is part of the core issue when it comes to this. I think this is part of the core issue when it comes to legalism. I think... A lot of times, a lot of the issues that we have as Christians is because we want yes or no answers, and we don't actually want to have to sit back and think about it, sit back and pray and reflect, to search the scriptures, to look at Proverbs. We don't want to use wisdom. We just want to know A or B. That's all. That's all. I have no idea what the title of this episode is going to be. (laughs) Brandon shoots on ministry administration. Nobody will listen to it. (laughs) I can tell sometimes from the titles, you have to be clever or people won't listen to these episodes. Something it's an art form writing a title for these episodes. Anyway. So the point of today's episode is this kids you you work at a church 
you want to lay out some ground rules for your house church or your Bible study, cool, do it. It makes sense too. I have no scriptural support for that. I'm just telling you it makes sense. And I think that should be enough. Because if you're going to use wisdom, just sometimes saying, yeah, that makes sense, is enough. Rather than taking scripture, twisting it, and looking at it sideways, squinting your eyes, oh yeah, I think this will work. Let's principalize the principalizing. Stop. Please stop. You're making me mad. It's early in the morning, but I feel mad about this. So stop. Get some wisdom. Figure it out. Our time is drawing to a close, so let's start wrapping this show up before I really start getting angry. Right now, what is that? What is going on in my life? Well, I guess this will serve as a good disclaimer. Claire is going to have our son basically any day now. So we may be missing a few episodes here in the future, which honestly at this point might be a good thing because I'm, yeah, just kind of over this. So I Cooper will be here soon enough. Um, might disrupt the flow a little bit, but it's okay because Cooper's here. And we'll all be happy for him. But uh, that's coming forward here. So don't be scared if you're missing episodes. It's not like I did this and was like giving up on podcasting. No, we probably just had a kid and we're trying to figure life out now. Okay, cool. Um, thanks for listening to this edgy episode of me just being angry at everything. Um, if you are new to the show, I'm not usually this angry. <laughs> and you can find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Please consider rating and reviewing the show. Let them know that I occasionally get angry on this show. Tell your friends who think might benefit from being told, hey, stop overthinking this and just use some wisdom and write a stupid policy already. And you can get in contact with the show by emailing us, email seminarylife at gmail.com. You can also leave a voice memo on our profile on Anchor. And you can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at My Seminary Life Pod. I think that is all the businessy, businessy stuff. Thanks for hanging in there. Sorry we are kind of moving into an uncertain phase for the show, but it'll be okay. Behind this episode on the feed is... A special one more thing featuring my friend Scott Irwin talking about professionalism and the church. So go check that out. It was We had a fun conversation with that. And I don't think there's anything special on the horizon other than starting to line up guests for... We have a filler series coming in the summer, me telling college stories. And so lining up a couple guests to come on here to talk about their college stories as well. So it's going to be a good time. Thanks for listening again. And remember, just use wisdom. No, that's not the new catchphrase. Keep on studying.